Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to tell them the Bro Country podcast sent you in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Welcome to the Bro Country Podcast. My name is Joey, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host. Hey, Joey. It's Chris here. How's it going tonight? Oh, it's going good, man. Got a lot to talk about tonight. How are you doing? Absolutely. This is this is going to be a fun one. We've we've already had some fun ones, but this this might be this might take the cake here tonight. This this might do that, uh, guys. We have a very special episode tonight. We're going to be covering Garth Brooks, not necessarily his whole career in catalog. We're going to talk more about uh, some of his career fun facts and stats, the uh, upcoming album, Fun, and some of our first experiences with Garth. Uh, but prior to doing so, it is only fitting that we kick it off with our News Out in Nashville segment. Yep. Let's do it, Jerry. What's, what's going on in Nashville this week? Well, Mr. Blake Shelton has engaged to Gwen Stefani. Did you hear about that? I, I, I did. <laughs> no surprise, right? I, yeah, that seemed like... That happened two years ago, but, yeah. <laughs> but I guess it I guess it didn't. So just just became That's official, I think, within that. the last like week or so or week or two. I, I I may have skipped it last week's episode, but that's okay. Yeah. Do you do you watch The Voice? Have you ever watched The Voice? Yeah, I have. I, I don't watch yeah. it religiously, but I do watch it from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't watched it the last couple of years, but uh, Blake's Blake's always been been good on there. So yeah, he's fun. He's fun to watch yeah. on there. I like Blake. He's Big fan of Blake. Big. Him, him, and Gwen have had back-to-back singles, so this is a, this is a good a good time as far as just all that coming together there. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, in, in other news, Randall King dropped a single at midnight. It was it's called Hey Moon, and that's a good I, one. Isn't I it? love it, man. And yeah, we just listened to it again about an hour and a half ago. It's a it's a good one. <laughs> it's good. We were we were my wife and I and the, the boy. We were driving around the car, and uh, I turned turned it on for her, and she liked it overall, but. Uh, you know me; I'm a sucker for the slow, sappy stuff. So yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> Randall does does those good because I mean he's just he's just straight Texas country. Yeah, and so he's you know the the heartbreak, the the you know longing songs. He's he's got those down pat. Oh, absolutely! And he's just got such a smooth voice, man, and uh, yeah. just so good at that kind of stuff. And only fitting that we talk about Randall King on a Garth Brooks episode when he was the opener for the the COVID tour, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the COVID drive-in tour of this uh, 2020. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but yeah, he rocked the was it was there five or six music videos that Garth yeah. showed yeah. of Randall's. Yeah. It was cool though. I, I like Randall. I, actually, I didn't even really know who Randall was embarrassingly until Grady had talked about him on YouTube. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's. It's weird because he's signed to Warner Nashville. Yeah, and I guess "Hey Cowgirl" is the single, but it hasn't taken off. So they've mm-hmm. they've released a couple, you know, newer tracks in the last month or so. So I'm I'm wondering what their strategy is going to be because I mean, he's it's interesting. You know, he's he's a straight cowboy. He's young. He's got a great voice. Good look. Like oh yeah, he's got he's got everything to be 
you know, yeah. to be one of the next guys. Um, oh, I agree. So. And a lot of people compare him to like George Strait. Oh yeah, which absolutely. is a very bold statement. But I mean, I can see the resemblance in his voice and just his style. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. Yeah, and I mean, right now is the time to try to bring that style back with everything that's going on in country music. So. Oh yeah, I agree. There's going to be somebody from Texas. I mean, they've you know. Like they've signed Cody, they've signed Aaron Watson's got a major label deal, and mm-hmm. now Randall. So I mean, there's you know there's three or four Texas acts that are really making waves in Nashville right now. I love it. I love it. But Absolutely. uh moving along, we got we got some more news for you guys this week. So uh, Jameson Rogers announced his next single is going to be "Cold Beer Calling My Name" featuring Luke Combs. So uh, look check Smash. look for that coming out soon. Yeah, it's a it's a good it's not one of my favorites, but. Um, anything Luke does, as all of you know, we like. So, anyways, yeah, um, Jameson actually did a, a question and answer on social to, uh, social media tonight, and somebody asked him. They were asking him different questions, but they they were asking him when his debut album is going to come out, and he said probably early 2021. So I'm guessing they're going to wait until this second single with Luke has got some traction at radio and. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, coming off of number one and having a your next single with Luke right now, you're going to get a, a lot of attention. So this, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing this is really going to take him to the next level. Yep, I agree. And speaking of Jameson, uh, he actually just recently broke a record for the slowest climb for a debut single with Some Girls to number one. It took him 49 weeks. Yeah, I mean, that... Which is cool. Yeah, it's cool. I was going to say, I mean, you know, the probably the first half of that, it was quote-unquote, released to radio, but no one, mm-hmm. you know, it hadn't taken off yet. So, I mean, you know, that just, that just shows where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, he was on mm-hmm. Luke's tour last year, and he's written with all those guys. He's, oh yeah, they've got a lot invested in him, so. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was cool. Know. Like, I kind of laughed at first. I'm like, you know, it's just cool, even though it took that long, it finally made it, you know. Oh, yeah. I thought that was sweet. And then, he's uh, got, oh, what's the... Oh, what's a missing one? Is missing my one. Yep, is my favorite Jameson track. It's That's a, a good one. It is. Yeah, it's a really good one. I was, I was hoping if they didn't go with the Luke collaboration that that would be the next single. But this, um, I love missing one. And some, some girls is a great song too. But I love oh, yeah. missing one. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, Thomas Red announced his new single. Uh, what's your country song? You, you actually uh, made me aware of that today. Yeah, I mean, he at the very beginning of the quarantine. He was the guy, really him, him and him and Luke, but especially Thomas Rhett. He was he was releasing new acoustic songs like one a week at the very beginning. Like he he was just pumping stuff out like crazy, and he had made a couple of videos talking about how he really wanted to go back to his roots. You know, his dad is his dad had you know three or four big '90s country songs. He grew up in Nashville. He you know obviously Thomas Rhett's a he's a big star mm-hmm. and. At the you know like we've discussed before, he wanted to at the very beginning he wanted to make you know real stone cold country music and he kind of veered off that a little bit. But he's talked a lot recently about wanting to try to get back to his roots a little bit. And the lyrics on this new song are are really country for for him. We're, the snippet that he released today is not super country as far as the production goes, but I'm going to hold off until we hear the whole song and see what you know see what it sounds like cuz I, I love the lyrics on this one. I love the lyrics. Yeah, I was and it, it'll huge. it'll be a big hit for him so. Oh yeah, I, I agree. And I I didn't even listen to the acoustic clip that you told me about. I was I just heard a little snippet on his Instagram and You're going you're going to like it. You're going to like it. I think it'll be one I like. Uh yeah. even even that little snippet even 
you know, amongst the production issue, it, it sounded like it's going to be a hit, but not, I wouldn't even call it an issue, just not my taste, the production, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been a fan of Thomas for a long time, I really loved his original stuff, like his uh, debut album, I loved that, and then he kind of, you know, went Florida Georgia Line on us, which there's nothing wrong with Florida Georgia Line, I like them too, um, I just really liked that style that he kicked it off with, and then just changed up on us, so hopefully, you know, like you mentioned, this is more true to his roots, and, um, some classic ret. Yeah, I mean, we'll. I think we'll probably get. Um, I think he. I think he announced on social media today that they've recorded twenty four songs. So Jeez. these, you know, these people have had time this year. And somebody like Thomas that co writes everything, similar to Luke. I mean, they're they've just, mm-hmm. they've just been you know plugging through and just writing like crazy. So I mean, twenty four songs. We might be getting a double album from Morgan Wallen, Eric Church, Woo. Thomas Rhett. Like I mean, it's. Woo. It's, it's hard gonna to be, tell what we're going to get fun. in the next six months. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. And uh, yeah. yeah, speaking of Morgan Wallen, uh, he he made his comeback on social media today uh, did, yeah. amongst his uh, drama with, uh, you know, you can check a couple episodes back. We talked about that. We won't get into it. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're not going to hold it against Morgan. But, uh, That's right. Yeah, he's back in the swing of things. He put a post up on uh, his social media is how he's uh, ready to get back into it and ready for the award show next week, and he's ready to perform. Uh, next week he's going to be dropping a new music announcement, so that's super exciting. And yep. uh, he also announced, uh, Chris, right, that his uh, Seven Summers music video is dropping Monday. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the he he released a teaser for it today, and it looks like he's playing a baseball player. And he mm-hmm. and Morgan grew up playing baseball and got hurt, um, and then that kind of steered him in the direction of music because I, I guess he was um, he had a couple offers to play college ball and he got hurt his senior year. Is mm. the is kind of his, his story, and um, it looks like it's going to be kind of a you know autobiographical mm. look back on on his time there in high school and college. It looks like it's going to be a, it'll be a good one. The song's a huge hit for him already. Oh yeah, I, I loved it when he first teased it. But I wish it would have had more of like an acoustic production, you know. But it, it's still a great song. But uh, yeah, absolutely, man. But yeah, man, what did the charts look like this past week? Well, I mean, Luke nominates the charts this week. Obviously, I mean, <laughs> T- the, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean the the album. Um, it it's not only number one on the country chart, but it's number one on the Billboard 200. It's it's actually it's the second. Um, it, he'll get credit for a second week because the deluxe and the and the and the original album actually will will act as as one album. So it's actually I think it's the longest difference between the first and second week of an album being. Number one in over five years since uh, Traveler, Chris Stapleton, and it sold 109,000 equivalent units this week, wow. which is you know the, the album itself has been out for oh 11 months, 11 and a half months. <laughs> That's um, crazy. What was it? 102 million streams. The album did this past week. Shoo wee. I mean, yeah, that those are <laughs> monster numbers. Monster numbers. So I mean that the album itself was a huge hit. Obviously the as, as we talked last week, the number one hot country song this week, which takes into radio streams and sales, was Forever After All. We don't need to go into that anymore. It speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah. And the number one song at radio this week was the lead single from Russell Dickerson's um, upcoming sophomore album, um, mm. Love, like, Love You Like I Used To. So That's it looks song. like it's gonna it's gonna get two weeks at number one. It looks like it's it looks like it's gonna be number one this coming week, and then they'll probably. Um, more than my hometown by Morgan is probably going to be the follow up at, to number one at radio here in a couple of weeks. 
I love that one too. Yeah, Russell yeah, Dickerson, man. Uh, some may look at him as like the boyfriend country era, you know, like the, I don't know. You know, you know what I'm talking about, but oh yeah, I actually like a lot of his stuff though. I, mean, I do, yeah, man. Yeah, it's he's really good. Very good artist. Uh, Absolutely, man. And speaking and speaking of Russell Dickerson, I think, I, think, I think we have some some stuff coming up that he's going to be involved in, right? We got some big news. Chris and I are hitting the road for our first live show together in about a uh, about a year, right? Yeah, yeah. Last months, November right? was the uh, no, last well. No, you're forgetting. Oh, Luke February, and, uh, February. Yeah, Val- okay, we, <laughs> we didn't sit together though. So that's right. That's we, right. We yeah, went to dinner be before and we chatted throughout, but we didn't sit together. This one we're sitting together. So um, we actually, uh, thanks to Chris, uh, finding out about this event, scored some tickets to uh, the Acoustic Jam on December 8th in Lexington, Kentucky, at Rupp Arena. So uh, who, yeah, who all is going to be there? Uh, I know Russell's going to be there. Brantley. Yeah, yeah. Brantley Gilbert's the headliner. We got uh, Russell Dickerson. We got Dylan Scott, which. Um, he's he's got some really good stuff. And he's then, amazing acoustic though, Dylan. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's so what good. you said. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting an acoustic show in Rupp that holds twenty thousand people. Um, so we got to wear that, masks. We got to be yeah. social distanced and all that. So we're going to be Absolutely. safe and let's, that's, let's you know, pray that's, it doesn't get canceled. Exactly. Yeah. Wearing yeah. wearing masks is a that's a small that's consolation to get I'm, to I'm, get to see some live music. Yeah, I'm used to it by now. But uh, Riley Green, um, which is awesome. Uh, Never Matt seen him Stell, live before. Nico Moon and Runaway June. So we've got, I mean, it's like an eight eight act lineup that night. So it's gonna it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna Can't be, wait. Can't I wonder wait. if it's gonna be kind of like an Opry night where they just do like three, four, two, you know, two to three, four, maybe four songs and rotate. Yeah, I figured it'll it'll probably be similar to that. I'm guessing that Riley and Brantley probably will. They'll get a little bit longer. Definitely Brantley because he's the mm-hmm. he's he's being advertised as the headliner, so he'll For definitely sure. get a little bit a little bit longer, but. I mean, I don't care what they say. <laughs> it's going to be... No. I mean, they can get up there and do whatever they want. It's going to be an awesome night. Absolutely, man. I, I couldn't be looking forward to anything more than this right now. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but uh, anyway, that, that wraps up our News Out of Nashville segment for this week. Uh, yeah, on... I mean, next next week's the CMA, so... Yeah. Um, that's going to be that's gonna be the big news next week, obviously. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have a lot. We'll see that. if our predictions uh, held true. Yeah, know. how are you? I'm, I'm. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think we. I think we. I think we're going to do pretty good. It's going to be entertaining of the year, though. You picked Carrie and I picked Eric. So, and I know you want Eric to win. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys go check out episode four of the Bro Country podcast, and you can hear who we predicted uh, is going to win the major categories, the CMAs, and uh, check out our next episode uh, after this one and see how good we did with our predictions. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, on to. The legendary Garth Brooks. Oh man, the legend. <laughs> the, yeah, the legend. He, yeah, he's the legend. Probably the best thing to ever happen to country music, in my opinion. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Yeah, revolutionized a genre. Just kills it in all aspects of his career. Has killed it. It's still killing it. Yeah, I mean, he's man. you know everything Garth's ever done has been <laughs> top shelf. Couldn't couldn't do it any better than Garth does it. Um, no. And, and I mean, the reason that we're doing the Garth episode now is because he's got a new album coming out, right, Joey? Yep, yep. The fun album. Well, it's called Fun. Uh, it's dropping November twentieth. So, uh, and and he's released some tracks from the the album already. Uh, I, I mean, this has been a long-awaited album. He he dropped two songs back in twenty eighteen, uh, yep. All Day Long and Stronger Than Me. Um, he's dropped Dive Bar, which was a duet with Blake Shelton. Um, 
his duet with Trisha, Shallow, and I think there's like seven songs available now on Amazon, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Which is crazy. I, I have Amazon Music, so I'm not going to hate too hard, but I wish he was just more available, you know? Um, yeah. Especially for, like, the younger generation, you know, because, like, absolutely. they're, they're I mean, all about streaming and not buying CDs and, you know, Spotify, Apple Music. That's what, like, the younger generation, like, thrives on. They don't, you know, just two very popular streaming platforms, and I, I don't know. Just wish oh, he was more I, yeah. available. I agree with you. I mean, Garth has always been about exclusivity. I mean, throughout mm-hmm. his whole career. I mean, it used to be that Walmart. It would kind of alternate back and forth between Walmart and Target. He would he would have an exclusive <laughs> release at Walmart, and then the next year he'd have an exclusive release at Target. It's and, crazy. You know, Garth has always he's never needed the hype, but he's always been about the hype. So he's right. always been able to generate like these huge releases i mean going all the way back to the to his to you know probably the second album no fences mm-hmm. he's just always been able to generate buzz better than anybody in the country music industry yeah. and the other thing about garth and streaming is that garth's career and his numbers and the legacy have always been about album sales and mm-hmm. garth has never wanted really to be a singles artist or now a streaming artist because he has always kind of his legacy is based on how many albums he has been able to sell so he's kind of stuck with that I mean it's obviously harder to get the music than it is for newer artists like you said on Spotify and Apple but that's Garth's strategy and it's kind of hard (laughs) to argue with Garth so right whatever he's doing is it's been working for uh, absolutely decade after decade so yeah. we're, we're not going to challenge it going but. on over 30 years <laughs> right we're, we're not going to challenge it but uh garth brooks born in tulsa oklahoma uh you know I, I did some research and read that he didn't really sing a whole lot when he was young he just kind of casually sang at like family functions and he was a big sports guy um and he actually you know from my research i read that he had a scholarship for track and field at oklahoma state that's, and, yeah, uh, that's cool. Which is cool, and he actually you graduated. Wouldn't, you wouldn't with have a, thought that after Garth came up. Uh, no, and he but, actually graduated with an advertising degree. Yeah, so, it's it's always been pretty evident. Garth, yeah, is a, he's a pretty smart yeah. dude. <laughs> Marketing, advertising kind yeah. of guy. Just kind of what we were just talking about the exclusive, you know, the exclusive releases and things like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool, and uh, I mean, he's just done so much over his career, man. You got some uh, stats that you want to go over. Well, yeah, I mean, you've, you've got some, some stats there. I've got some stats. I mean, you, we could sit, I mean, Garth, every stat in country music has got Garth at the top <laughs> yeah. of it. I can promise, I can promise you that. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, Garth came out in 89. It's kind of known as the class of 89 because it kind of rev- completely revolutionized country music. I mean, you had Clint Black, Alan Jackson, Travis Tritt, and Garth Brooks. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's a pretty incredible group right there. So, I mean, 31 years ago... Garth's debut album came out, and since in those thirty years he's had twenty Billboard number ones. Um, he spent a hundred and sixty nine weeks at number one on the Billboard Country Album Chart. Hundred and sixty nine weeks. Jesus, it's, I mean, Lord, it's crazy. I mean, like Dolly Parton in Alabama, I think are probably next in line. Alabama, actually, Alabama and Willie Nelson are next in line, and Garth's mm-hmm. got like sixty or seventy weeks above them. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's, it's bonkers. Yeah, it's just totally crazy. I mean, this, the probably the first six releases of Garth's career, back, you know, back in the early 90s, they would release a CD. It would mm-hmm. usually have like 10 or 11 songs on it. 
And then the next year they'd release another CD. I mean, now yeah. music releases are like a year and a half, two years apart. Sometimes there's a ton of songs like on Luke's albums. Mm-hmm. But back then it was literally 10 songs. You're probably going to get four or five singles out of those 10 songs. And then the next year, do it again, do it again, do it again. And Garth just pumped music out for those first seven or eight years of his career. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just speaking on like how amazing he is, he's the only music or the only musician in history to have nine diamond albums. Yeah, which is 10 million sales each. So, I mean, (laughs) nine different albums have sold at least 10 million copies. I mean, think about that. I mean, that's (laughs) absolutely insane. And over his career, he sold more than 170 million records, which is (laughs) freaking crazy. And uh, he's actually. These are numbers that no, I mean, the the world is different now. Music consumption Mm -hmm. is different now, but these numbers will never be touched. I mean, they're, they're, it's insane. It's totally insane. And he's, uh, Actually, the best-selling solo artist at 156 million domestic units sold, which is ahead of Elvis and only second to the Beatles. Yeah, Elvis and the Beatles. Insane, like huge <laughs> names, like like icons in music. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And uh, he was actually inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame back on October 21st, 2012. So That's I mean, cool. he. He's just had a tremendous career with sales and selling out tours. And, I mean, you name it. Like, you watched that documentary, uh, The Road I'm On, right? I did, yeah. That was crazy. And something that really stood out to me was when he was talking about the Central Park show. Yep. And how he was up in the hotel and, uh, I believe it was his ex-wife at the time. Uh, he, he didn't want to look out the window because he didn't think anybody was going to show up. He, he didn't think that people in that area liked country music like country music wasn't a thing you know he up in thought, new york yeah yeah up in new york he just thought that like you know small amount of people show up so he asked his ex-wife to go out and uh take a look at the crowd or something like that i can't remember exactly the exact yeah, dialogue no, but no that's yeah that's how it went yeah and she uh went out and uh came back in the room and she, i think she started crying or something and he was like what what there's nobody there and she was like, Garth, they've got the streets blocked off all around. There's thousands of people here. And I've read a couple different numbers, but uh, per an article I read on Rolling Stone, there's an estimated 980,000 people that showed up. Yeah, almost a million people. And, and I've read some. Park for Garth. Yeah, some resources I read actually said it was over a million. So the number kind of jumps back and forth depending on who you talk to and where you read it from but yeah i mean there had not been a concert in central park since i think simon and garfunkel did a show probably you know 15 20 years before garth so it's not i mean having a show in central park is is not a common thing i mean they they do Mm -hmm. smaller shows in central park but don't they don't fill the park i mean we'd have to look but there's probably been you know two or three artists in the history of music be able to have a, a, a big show in Central Park, and there's definitely never been any other country <laughs> artist do it. So I mean, yeah, you know, it's it was filmed amazing. for HBO. I remember, I remember. That's as what I was gonna kid, say it was we, we didn't have HBO, and I was so mad because <laughs> because we couldn't watch it. I was so mad. That's crazy. So I, yeah, because they they played clips from that uh, HBO shit airing uh, on the documentary. Yep. And I was just like, oh, my God. You could even see Garth from, like, the back of the crowd. Like, Oh, yeah. You just hear him. Like, it was just crazy. But uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I know Billy Joel came out, and they, they did a couple songs. And I, th- I think he had another sp- – oh, maybe Don McClain came out, and they sang American Pie, maybe. 
That's I know, awesome. but I know Billy Joel. I mean, Billy Joel's from New York, and Garth yeah. has covered his couple of his songs, so they've always yeah. had a good relationship. Yeah, um, that's yeah. just awesome, man. Absolutely yeah. awesome, legendary. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've both seen Garth a few times. Uh, how, how many times have you seen Garth in concert? Uh, well, I'm sitting here trying to make a list. I, I wish. Um, I mean, thank God for Google because you can kind <laughs> of try to go back and figure out the dates and stuff. Yeah. I know. Um, I know I've seen him 11 times. I'm thinking I've seen him 12 times. And then, like you mentioned the other day, we both went to see the drive-in show, <laughs> which you can you talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we'll <laughs> talk about that. that. Uh, yeah. So the, the drive-in show was actually something that was uh, conducted this year during 2020 because of the coronavirus. Um, Garth did like a pre-recorded show, and um, it was aired at drive-ins all over the country. And I think it was what a hundred bucks for a car, like a hundred bucks a car load. Yeah. And you could have up to five people in your car or something like that. If I'm yeah, that's yeah. Right. So, uh, which you know, it wasn't the same as seeing Garth in person, obviously, but it was still a cool thing to do. And you know, we we actually wound up getting our tickets for free. Uh, someone gifted them to us that wasn't able to go that night. Oh, that's so, awesome, man. So yeah, that was super, like we weren't gonna go because I was like, I'm not gonna spend a hundred bucks for us just to go sit in the car at a drive-in and listen to Garth Brooks come through the radio, you know. But then I was like, we almost bought the tickets. We were like, well, it's music. We haven't been to a concert since February. Like, you know, it might be worth it. And then we were like, eh, we'll just pass. But then my wife's friend called her and was like, hey, you want these or uh, want this ticket? We're not able to make it. And we we're like, it was like. Two hours before the the kickoff of the show, we were like, "Yeah, we'll go." So uh, we actually cool, took man. our three year old too, and so that was kind of actually a pretty cool experience. Where um, where did you guys see that? It's it's a small drive-in in Hamilton, Ohio. It's called the Holiday Auto Theater, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool because I've been going there like even with my grandparents when I was a little kid to see movies and stuff. Oh, that's awesome, man! Yeah, so I mean, I've been going there since I was a little kid, and for them to hold you know host something like that, I thought that was really cool. What, what about yourself? We had to drive, gosh, probably an hour and a half, hour and forty-five minutes away. There's, there's no close by drive drive-ins where where we are. And mm. Garth kind of released a list of the of the drive-ins that were going to do it. And you know, especially at that time in 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 the quarantine, there was nothing going on. So I mean, yeah. just to get out of the house, you know, we packed up our coolers and we drove you know <laughs> way out in the country. Yeah, this, this drive-in was totally packed. And yeah, I mean. The idea of listening to music in the you know in a concert like that is a little silly. But then I think I think to my at least since then I've thought to myself, probably the majority of the people that were there that night have never actually gotten to see Garth in concert. Like sometimes we take for granted how many times we've actually got to see people for you know in person. And yeah, people I agree. were people were having a blast. Like it was it mm-hmm. was definitely worth it for um, for that night. I mean, yeah. You know, that's, and yeah. and there've been artists since then, um, you know, Blake Shelton did it, uh, Kane Brown did it. There have been other artists that have done drive-in concerts since Garth. Garth was the the first to do it, which he's he's been the first to do a lot of things in his career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and he got a lot of heat for that kind of from some people, just saying it was like a money grab. And I'm like, they got to make a living, you know. They're not touring Garth. You know, he hasn't been touring heavily the last like year or so, but like his stadium tours and everything. Yeah, I mean, Garth obviously likes to make money, but Garth doesn't need money. So Garth's right. not, I mean, you know, he's got his band he's got to, de- you know, depend on. and yeah. Plus, Garth just, I mean, one thing about Garth, he wants to make people happy, and he yes. wants to make people smile, mm-hmm. and he wants 
I mean, that's that is what Garth is all about. Is just putting on a show to make people just have He's a blast. Just passionate yeah. about it and making people happy. And I, I agree with you. And, and kind of going back to what you said, like taking it for granted. You know, all the shows we get to go to. Um, you, you hit the nail on the head. There was, you know. I mean, I took my three-year-old, you know, and... Right, that's going to be his first Garth memory, probably. Right. How cool if, is if, that, you know? Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know if he'll remember it in 10 years, but we took pictures, like, took a little video of him, and I'm like, that's you know, funny. I couldn't have taken him to, like, a real-life show, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that was a cool experience for us as a family, and... Absolutely. Um, how many other people there probably did something similar because they couldn't get a babysitter or don't, you know, they don't have family to help them out or whatever, and they just packed the kids up and went to the drive-in and listened to Garth Brooks. It, it was Absolutely, cool. Man. Absolutely, I had a hell of a time. It was it was really fun. We packed the cooler up too. Had some snacks and waters and stuff. It was great. And there was, I mean, and just the just the thought that ev- almost every drive-in across America that night was showing the Garth concert. I mean, yeah. when you think about, I mean, I, I can't remember the number how many different drive-ins were showing it and how many different cars were there. I mean, There's a lot. That's, it, it's yeah, it's in, it's incredible. I mean, yeah. Garth, you know, Garth spans everything from. You know, 75, 80 year olds to little kids. I mean, Garth's mm-hmm. music is totally timeless. People love it just as much today as they is is when he is he when when he released the big hits. I mean, music like Garth's will never go away, and there's always something special about it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was awesome. But I mean, you know, moving on, let's let's talk about kind of our first memories of Garth. I mean, can you remember, you know? I guess probably your family was playing Garth and some of the, mm-hmm. some of the first things that you can remember about Garth. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, I'm a nineties kid, a baby, nineties baby kid, wherever you want to say. I was born in 91. So I just remember, you know, growing up, uh, I, my brother and I, we were raised by our grandparents and my grandma, you know, God rest her soul, but she loved Garth as so many people do and did back then. And I just remember like, her cranking up her little stereo and like putting in a CD and awesome. just cleaning the house to Garth Brooks. It didn't matter <laughs> what, what album or record it was, just anything Garth. And um, it's just something that uh, over the year, I mean, she loved Garth up until she passed away. I mean, I remember for Christmas buying her like the Ultimate Collection box sets or whatever and things like yeah. that. And um, I mean, just, I don't know. That's, that's I don't have like a specific memory it's just kind of like that time in my life of uh, just growing up listening to garth yeah that's all that's awesome man i mean mm-hmm. you what know i you? was uh, well i mean i can the debut singles 88 89 so i would have been six or seven so i sh- i don't really have any specific me- memories of that time i do remember probably the earliest memories of garth that i have my my papa, which my papa was probably older than your grandma, because I'm I'm a little bit older than you. But mm-hmm. my papa did not love Garth. <laughs> he, really? My papa loved Alan, like of the new breed of the early '90s. He was an Alan Jackson guy, so he was. Okay. You know, my papa loved, you know, Cash and Jones and old country. And then mm-hmm. and then whenever I was a little kid, he loved Randy Travis and Keith Whitley. Like those were mm-hmm. his guys. And so Garth, I think, was probably a little much for my grandpa. <laughs> and yeah, so it was a little different. Like, I think that probably made me love Garth right off the bat because I could tell that he was like he was new and he wasn't the same as you know as the and I, I mean, obviously I love all all the old country too. But 
Um, my my cousin loved Garth, and we would just sit around and listen to the albums for hours when I was you know seven, eight, nine years <laughs> old. But I just remember like I don't know if it was because my cousin turned Garth up loud or. You know, Garth has got some really. Ro- I mean, he's got some really country songs, but he's got some really rocking songs too. And my yeah. pop, my pop pop would just he did he was he was the one person that I knew that was not a Garth fan. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, my my grandpa uh, uh, he he liked Garth. He still likes Garth, uh, but he he's kind of into the older classical, you know, country western type stuff. But um, yeah, everybody growing up loved Garth in our household, so that was cool. But Everybody else in my family loved Garth, (laughs) except for my papa. (laughs) I mean, I've only met a few people that have ever really said anything negative, not even bad, but negative about Garth, because his catalog just expands so far that, and it's it's diverse too. For you know, Garth's got some diverse music, and uh, uh, Chris Gaines, but uh, uh, we'll talk about that another time. But uh, you know, and I. I've never really heard anybody specifically like, oh, I hate Garth Brooks. I don't like Garth Brooks. I'm sure there's people out there that don't like Garth, but I guess. But like you said, I, I mean, you know, back back then there was definitely an undercurrent of what is this guy doing? Why is he running around the stage? Why is he smashing guitars? Why is he so energetic? Like there at the very beginning when it first happened, there was definitely like a core group of like older country fans that were like, what is, what is, what is this? You know, but then, but then like you said, there's such a diversity to his music. There's so much of his catalog is very traditional country music. He's so um, respectful of all parts of country music and the history of country music. I mean, there's, there's really not much, that you can say negative about Garth. I mean, like you yeah. said, I mean, I, I don't know what, I mean, other than just maybe that he got overplayed. I mean, that's about yeah. the only, that's the about the only criticism that you could come up with with Garth. I mean, it's crazy. And I know uh, he dealt with some controversy with some of his music too, right? Like, uh, We Shall Be oh, yeah. Free, uh, yeah, I mean, Thunder Rolls you know, video. I mean, he, well, back, yeah, back to back. I mean, uh, yeah. the, the, I mean, We Shall Be Free, he, I mean, that was, that was a completely different time in our time in our country. Obviously, if that song right. was released now by the biggest star in country music, it would be it would have been a huge, yep. huge, huge moment, huge hit. But at that time, I mean, "We Shall Be Free" was the lead single um, from his fourth CD, and it didn't even make the top ten at radio because there were a ton of radio stations that refused to play it, saying that he's and, not real country and he's what yeah. he's too. And not to get political, because I don't care either way about politics. I don't. That's not my forte, but. He's too liberal for country music, and yeah. you know, yeah, blah blah absolutely. blah. Which, you know, not to get political on the show, we don't we don't care about that stuff. But we're just here to talk music. Uh, but it's just crazy to think that he had he was under scrutiny like that back then. Yeah, I mean, by that by that point, Luke was. Or I mean, uh, Garth was so big that I'm sure he, I'm sure the publicity from whatever the controversy was was big. You know, was news enough. I mean, he probably mm-hmm. knew that 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 song was not going to be the biggest radio hit for him just because of the way that the the country and the world were at that time. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Garth's got a lot of songs talking about unity and people yeah. and loving people. People and, loving people. Absolutely, man. You know, absolutely. he's just all about yeah. everybody loving each other and having a good absolutely. time. Yep. And uh, he's a great guy. And, I mean, what were you, you – do you remember your first Garth concert? Like, what was that oh, like? Can, Where was yeah. it? 
well, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I mean, <laughs> how there could was, you forget, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was well, I was I was looking at the date, so I was it was um, he actually on his second world tour. He by the Lord knows why, but but um, he came to Charleston, and oh I mean, gosh. at that time, somebody the size of Garth was not going to come to Charleston, but he had. By that point, he was already doing the multiple shows, you know, the the four, five, six nights in a row. He had already probably hit all the major cities. And he's always tried to, you know, scatter in some smaller areas just because he wants to reach as many people as he can. And actually, Valentine's Day weekend, 97. So I think it was February 14th through February 16th of 97. I was 14 years old. He played four straight shows in Charleston, and I had tickets to two of them. And we had tickets to, I mean, I can't remember, but it was either the last row or the second to last row all the way on the side one night. <laughs> and then the second night we had like third row up on the first, like, you know, at, not on the floor, but on the first lower level. So like literally like one night I could barely see what was going on. And then the next night we were like almost on the stage. Jeez. Um, and that was probably the biggest Probably the biggest musical event in the history of our city was was the first because Garth ended up coming to Charleston later, like you know, ninety or not ninety, but like two thousand seventeen or eighteen on this last tour. But when he came in ninety seven, when he was the biggest star in the world, and he sold out four shows, and you know, and back then when you bought tickets, you either had to go to the venue, you either had to go to the Civic Arena and stand in line in the cold for. Hours and hours and hours and hours, or actually, our Kaufman's, which ended up being Macy's, but at that time it was Kaufman's. They had a Ticketmaster, like I don't even know, a kiosk or I can't even remember what it was called. And I we and I went with my cousin. And we stood in line outside of a department store for hours and hours and hours to get tickets to these shows. And it was, um, you know, and this was like full on him running around swinging on the ropes confetti <laughs> flying everywhere smashing guitars like it's right crazy. in the middle of the absolute garth pandemonium and it was it was a wild 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 time wild that's awesome time. man so I, my, my first garth show i didn't get to go until he uh, came back out of retirement and started touring again uh, it was back in 2014 uh, when he came to lexington kentucky the wife and i drove down and I remember it like yesterday, too. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was, what, six years ago. Um, I think almost to the month. It was actually November of 14. And uh, it was just amazing, dude. And I just remember getting off work because I was working retail back then. And, like, I almost didn't get off work in time to make the two, hour, two, two and a half hour drive down there. I was freaking out. I mean, we made it with probably like 15, 20 minutes to spare when we got to our seats. But it was just, like, unlike any show I'd ever been to and. I mean, this is what you went in '97. You said the first time. Yeah. I mean, we're talking so many years later, and he's still yeah. just putting Seven, on. Yeah, a, 17 years later. Yeah, over over almost 20 years later, and this guy's still running around the stage, hooping and hollering, dancing, screaming. I mean, I've seen people like Eric Church and Luke Combs draw a crowd in in their own way, but I've not seen anybody draw a crowd in like Garth Brooks can. No. It's just absolutely absolutely yeah, insane. Mean, Garth, as we're as we're getting ready to jump into, I mean, when you have the personality and charisma and energy on stage that Garth has, mixed with 
you know, 25 or 30 perfect songs, like literally perfect yeah. songs, like that everybody on earth knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just you rolls, just have, you, man. Yeah, you have the crowd in the palm of your hands. I mean, you, <laughs> you can do crazy. whatever you want. I mean, it's, it, it is absolutely crazy what, what, it's, what it is like at a Garth show. I mean, and, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And something I like that he always does is that, uh, the, I mean, I've seen him three times in person, and then the one, the COVID tour this year, so I don't really count that as an in-person show, but it's a Garth show. But um, the three live shows I've been to, and even on like specials I've seen on TV, at the end of every show, he'll always thank the crowd for his life, and just like, is so genuine about thanking people for coming out and stuff, and I thought that's so cool that... Um, he just like bows to the crowd, and like you can just tell he's such a thankful guy to be where he is. And, oh, absolutely! Um, yeah, kind of like mean, what you were saying a little bit ago, how he just loves making people happy and entertaining. So uh, yeah, but yeah, he does. And cool. I mean, I kind of tied into that. My favorite part of any Garth show is Garth has Garth has this his standard set that he plays, and then he comes out at the very end, and he he reads off of the signs in the arena. Mm-hmm. The That's songs so cool. that people want to hear, and he'll play it just acoustically. Sometimes it's just a verse, sometimes just a chorus and a verse, but he'll run through like six to eight songs there at the very, very end. And sometimes it's songs from the debut album that that wasn't a single. Sometimes it's a cover song. Sometimes Lord knows what it might be. But if you if you make a good enough sign and you're close enough to the stage, there's a chance that Garth is going to play that song for you at the end of the night. And yeah. I have seen some really incredible moments where, you know, kids have made signs. And, you know, can you imagine being a kid making a sign and Garth singing the song that you wanted him to sing? I mean, that that, <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. I couldn't sweet. imagine being a almost 30-year-old man and <laughs> him singing something that I had on a sign, man, let alone a kid. Absolutely. And, and he's done that at all the three shows I've been to and the, like, TV specials I've watched, too. So, like, he's notorious for doing stuff like that. and. Do you remember, gosh, it was probably three or four years ago when he was doing the world tour. Um, there was, like, this video that went viral on the internet, and he, like, gave the kid, and he was, like, kind of like a teenager maybe, like a young adult, gave him his guitar. Do you remember seeing that? Uh, I think or I was did, it, yeah. Or something like that. It was something about, like, let him play his, give him his guitar, or just something, like, super crazily interactive, and I was just like, what? I'm like, this is yeah. crazy. Um, but, yeah, that was really cool, but... Yeah, that's that's uh, enough of us uh, loving on Garth there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, the next part of the episode, guys, we're going to rank our top five Garth Brooks songs. Uh, it, this was very hard for me. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is my, really hard. Yeah, my list switched around, I don't even know, probably five or six times. But... Uh, yeah, because I'm looking at my list, and I could I could literally take the five songs that I've got in the top five and put them out, and put five other songs in, and I'd be totally fine with the list. <laughs> That's how yeah. many Garth songs there are. Yeah, yep. And I was pulling and plugging and flipping and flopping, and I'm like, I I just gotta stick with something because, like you mentioned, yep. he's got 25 to 30 just perfect songs that yeah, could fit in a top five. So if your guys' top five is different than ours, don't hate on us. This is just what we like. So. Um, we'll we'll go ahead and start with five. Uh, you know, well, no, uh, let's let's do let's do some honorable mentions. Well, I was gonna here. say if you want, we can do uh, five to one, and then okay. throw in some honorable mentions and a deep cut. What do you okay. think? No, that go sounds with it. Perfect. Yep. All right, let's perfect. do it. So I'll I'll kick it off at number five. I've got the beaches of Cheyenne. Okay. Shocker, right? Um. Well, 
No, because I've got it at number five. <laughs> no, you do not. Are you kidding me? I swear, man. Oh this is my crazy. gosh, dude! Every every week, this. Oh okay. my gosh, that, that's crazy, Joey. Last dude. week was not not as crazy, but that's, that's crazy. crazy. We have the exact same song at number five. That's, that is that, funny, yeah. man. That's awesome. I mean, what a song! Oh my god, I love this song. Such oh. a classic. Yeah, such, such a, good a classic. Song. So awesome live. The fiddle, mm-hmm. the fiddle in this song is just absolutely. As soon as it, as soon as it hits in concert, it everybody knows. I mean. Yeah. This is an awesome, awesome Garth song right here. This is a story song. You know, this is just, you can't get any better than this. I'm still cracking up that we have the same number five when it comes to Garth Brooks and how diverse his catalog is. That's crazy. That is crazy, man. Maybe our number fours will be different, so we'll we'll roll number four now. Um, I've got What She's Doing Now. Oh, man, I love that song. God, I love that song. What What made you put that at number four? I just love it, man. And when I thought back to Garth and like songs that, you know, over my childhood to adulthood that I've played over and over again and revisited, that's just one of the top ones. Just love it. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's a good story. And and what she's doing now are both like the melancholy story side of Garth. You know what I mean? Like Garth's got the, the honky tonkers and he's got the, he's got the story songs and stuff. But these, those two songs are just, those are, country to their core i mean that's Mm -hmm. but i love what she's doing now like that's i mean i did not put that in my top five but it's a (laughs) it's an awesome song awesome 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 song for sure Um, man let's see gosh man this is crazy um (laughs) it's hard to pick isn't it yeah um i almost okay at my number four pick i almost didn't put this in there just because i was trying to come up with reasons to not put songs in there because yeah, there's so too. many of them, you know, so... The cliche um, ones. But I had to put this one in there. Okay, so I was going to not put any cover songs in there because Garth's got four or five huge hits that he had, but they were cover songs. So yeah. I wasn't going to, like, Shameless, and um, there's a couple others, but I wasn't going to put this in there, but it's my favorite, number one favorite Garth live song. So I had to put it in there, Colin Baton Rouge. Oh, oh you're... Man. That is crazy. That is crazy because... Uh, speaking of cover songs, I flip flopped uh, "Shameless" and uh, "Colin Baton Rouge" at number four. There but then I decided I decided not to go with any covers in my uh, <laughs> top. Well, I wouldn't I wasn't going to, but there, there's just something about that. Like I don't know, it's some, a good song. He like he knows he always uses "Colin Baton Rouge" as like a um, like there'll be a couple slow songs in the set. Mm-hmm. And then he knows as soon as he goes into this song that the crowd is just it, it's ready to go as soon as he plays this song, and uh, you know it's a like I said it's it's a cover song. Most people probably don't realize it, it's a cover song. It's from the from the seventies. wasn't wasn't a you know huge hit before, and Garth made it his own, and Garth's band made this song their own, and it's just it's killer. I I absolutely love it, man. Yeah, it, it, I mean. Live, it, like you mentioned, dude, that thing it, it just gets everybody going. Yeah, I love absolutely. that song, absolutely. But uh, rolling wait, into where you, where you got a number three there, Jimmy. number three, I have got more than a memory. Oh, that's a good one, that is a really good one. What do, you, what, what do you think on that one? What made you put that at number three? You know, it's crazy because I remember. You know, back to like my middle school, maybe high school days, actually, just like 
seen it come on GAC and CMT like all the time. Yeah. And it's just one that's stuck with me over the years, man. And I like those sad, heartbreaky type songs, you know. And You do, don't you? Um, that one just hits the nail on the head when it comes to that topic. And, um, you know, there's that verse where his voice is just so powerful, you know. And just good song, man. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's it's the only song in the history of country music to debut at number one on the country chart. Because it was his comeback single. It was from the Ultimate Collection, like the one you were talking about for your for your mama. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee Bryce wrote it. It's actually how Lee Bryce got his record deal, which is um, crazy. I mean, it's a it is a freaking killer song. I mean, it's you know he had later like in that era, Garth. He had that, and he had the um, he had the uh, Chris Ledoux um, tribute song, "Good Ride Cowboy." Good ride. He had yeah. the, he had those back to back, and they're both great, great, great songs. Yeah, yeah. I love more than a memory. What you got at number three, my man? Okay, this, this is it was a single. It was a, this was a top five hit for Garth, but this is not a song that he ever plays live ever. I've seen him do it a couple times. Um, there, what what he calls the house cleaning part of the show there at the very end. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, Fresh Horses, which was his fifth album, maybe just because it, I was I think I was fourteen when it came out. Um, it's always been like my dark horse favorite Garth album. Yeah. Um, it's got Beaches of Cheyenne on it. It's oh, got yeah. um, it, it's got a couple other songs we'll talk about here. But and you may never even have heard of this song, Joe. <laughs> Maybe you have. Most people have never heard of this Garth song. But my number three Garth song is that old wind. That old wind. Oh man! If you haven't heard it, you're gonna have to go back and listen to it. Ah. Uh, I don't know Can that you, I know it off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, you're. When we get off here, you're gonna have to. Yeah. You're gonna have to look it up because it is. Um, I'll have to check it out. Well, I'm gonna put it at number three, but number for three. whatever reason, it's just one of those songs that you know. I was 14, 15, such a like memorable time in my life, and it is like it's probably the one I listen to the most now because obviously it wasn't overplayed. It's always been like my like secret Garth song. Um, it was near the end of his like major radio run, um, but it's about it's a I mean it's kind of a it's not as it's not super scandalous but it's a, it's a song about a um, a girl that gets pregnant and has a kid by a DJ in town and he leaves town and he has to come and he comes back a couple years later and he doesn't realize that she's had a kid she kept it secret from him. And uh, mm. it's just a really good Garth story song. And uh, okay. I don't know, I guess just because all the other ones were so overplayed <laughs> that this one always kind of felt like it was my Garth song. So yeah, for people out cool. there that have not heard That Old Wind by Garth, um, find the Fresh Horses album, and uh, it's on yeah. there. And it's a, it's a killer. Download Amazon Music, because that's about the only place you're going to get it. <laughs> yeah, either, either, go to, either go to eBay or, and buy the CD <laughs> yeah. if you still have a CD player yeah. or get Amazon Music, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm sure if I listen to it, I'll you're gonna probably know. You're know, gonna it. know it. I would, if, you, I would, if you hear a song one time, you remember it. I yeah, know I'm sure are. I'll know it. I don't want to play it for copyright purposes since I yeah, got my right. mic on. But anyway, um, number two, I, I have a feeling we might share a similar top two, but I'm just going to go ahead and roll into it. I, I, well, okay, right here, before we go into the top two, I'm going to, let me give a caveat here. Okay. I don't have any of what most people would consider Garth's best songs. I don't have any. Okay, then um, maybe it is so, different. Yeah. Because uh, these are two that are, he's 
some people would call maybe like his signature song. So um, cliche maybe, but I've got uh, "If Tomorrow Never Comes" at number two. Oh, there you go. That's not what I thought. That's not where I thought you were going. I think I knew that's, where you thought I was going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the one that everybody loves, right? Oh my gosh, man. Okay, so why'd you pick tomorrow? If tomorrow never comes at number two. God, it's just such a strong song, man. It's so good. It's timeless. I mean, I don't even know why. It was when I was thinking of my top five. That was one that I didn't pull out or like switch around at all. Yeah. So I, I just left it in there. It's, it's iconic, Garth. I mean, what? It, I don't know. It's just good. Yeah. Good song, I mean, man. If Tomorrow Never Comes was his second single, and it's yep. a song. I mean, he was probably twenty seven. This is first number one, 27. right? Yeah, first number one. Dropped in eighty nine. I mean, it's like you said. I mean, that's. I'm. Sh- can you imagine how many weddings and funerals that song has been played at over the years? Like, it's literally a song that you can play for anybody or any time about somebody that you love. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, I think that's another it's reason totally why. Totally time. Totally timeless. It can yeah. be a sad song. It can be a happy song. Like. You can, you can relate to that song in so many ways. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was gonna say. Also, it's just really relatable. You yeah. know that you want people to know how much you love them. You know your spouse, your anybody that you love, you want them to know and uh, do the most that you can to, to let them know that you love them and it just good meaning behind the song. You know, and it's my number two, man. What, what do you got, awesome number two? Um, okay, so my number two is actually a song. It's uh, it's his debut single. He actually mm. wrote it before he got to, or right as he got to Nashville, and he wrote it hoping that George Strait would cover it. <laughs> and if you listen to it, it's a freaking George Strait song. <laughs> it's, I mean, That's much to do, uh, much too young to feel this damn this old. Damn I mean, old. That is a oh good one. Oh my gosh, man, that it was is, hard that, not to put in my top five. The 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 fiddle entry to that sounds so similar to so many of the classic George Strait songs, and you can just tell. Garth is Garth is doing his best to be a country singer, and that's I mean it's yes. it's as it's as stone cold country as you can get. It's his debut single. It's uh you know it's I think it only reached number eight on the radio charts, um, but that doesn't matter. I mean it's you know it's it's one of Garth's all time classic songs. When the when the fiddle intro uh, fiddle intro hits in concert, everybody knows what it is. Like um, you know that's one thing. Like so many of Garth's songs, the music. The, the intro music to, to his songs, as soon as it hits, people mm-hmm. know what it is. Like before Garth opens his mouth, before anything, just the intro of the music. And that's such a like a hallmark of like a classic song is just, do you yeah. know it the moment it starts? And Garth, like Garth and his producers and stuff, they got that right on so many of these songs. Yep. Yep. I agree with so you, my man. So many of these songs. And speaking of George Strait, uh, I read something, you know, doing some research for this episode, and that Garth, you know, he was a big rock fan, kind of when he first started out playing music and everything, and he heard uh, George Strait's debut single, and that's kind of what made him want to go the country route. Had you ever heard that? Yeah, yeah, Un- Unwound, I think. Yep. Yeah, yep, um, Unwound. Mm-hmm. Thank God thank God he did. Yeah. Oh. Jeez, OP. Could you imagine Garth, well, Chris Gaines, kind of poppy rock. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure. I'm sure that if Garth had decided to do rock music, he would have he would have figured out a way to be 
that oh, huge yeah. star in rock music did. Yeah, that advertising degree would have kicked in, so he would have figured Absol- it out. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, number one, I don't know. You may not have this one number one. And Wait a second. Are we going – do you think we're going to pick the same song at number one? I don't know. I, I <laughs> We picked number five, and that was shockingly enough – yeah, you know, that was shocking enough to me, but I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to predict we have the same song. All right, well I'm going to say it. I've got the dance. Oh no, you, we're different. Okay, good, okay. good, good, good. I'm glad we're di- I'm glad we're different, man. I'm yeah, man. Every every week uh, <laughs> it's a reoccurring theme, but that's, that's it's awesome, all good. Man. Was a song. Tell tell us about the dance, Joey. It's a it's a sad one, man, and. You know, I'm a sucker for sad songs. I have like a distinct memory of hearing this at my cousin's funeral. And oh, like, me too, man. Me too. It, That's it, it's like a not to get sad or anything, but it's like a reoccurring theme to hear this at a funeral. You know what I mean? And um, it is, yeah. and it's just a beautiful song. The instrumentation, just everything. When you hear it live, everybody in the audience is like almost crying. And as I've said time and time again on the show, I'm a sucker for those like sad song, heartbreak, sad, you know, make you want to rip your heart out songs. And uh, I think that just encompasses all of that emotion. You know, the dance just encompasses all of that. And oh man, you're so right. good. Gosh, what a, and I mean, how timely is it right now with what we're going through right now? I mean, this, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a song that talks about you know I'd rather I'd rather deal with the pain and I'd rather deal with the sorrows of life than not than not try to live the best life that I can and you know try to find the joy in life you know I mean uh, gosh doesn't that that's so relatable right now my goodness mm-hmm. so and, uh, since we're different Luke Luke I'll did a Luke did an awesome cover of it a couple months ago oh on yeah on Facebook yeah. on well on social media yeah Luke Combs yeah. if you guys haven't seen that go to uh, search Luke Combs the dance on Facebook, or uh, you might be able to find it on his Instagram if you scroll back. But uh, so good, such a good cover. I, and a lot of people cover that song, you know, and it's it's usually okay. But Luke's cover was pretty badass, I thought. Yeah, Gar- I think Garth retweeted it, which is you know, if Huge. Garth is retweeting your cover of <laughs> one of Garth's songs, that's uh, that's pretty good. And and Garth gives love to Luke. Not not every so often, but every once in a while. I mean, even at the CMAs last year when Garth won Entertainer of the Year. He mentioned something like, you know, Luke Combs, you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to be getting a few of these or something like that. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. But anyways, what, what do you got number one, my friend? Well, I mean, when we decided to do this, I was trying to come up with my five favorites. And I've, I've, I ran every single song that I could think of. I looked at every list. I tried to come up with everything. And the only one that was constantly number one, and it's always been my favorite Garth song. And I'm not even 100% sure why. If I was going to make a list of my 10 favorite country songs, this is on it. It might be in my top five country songs of all time. Yeah. And that is That Summer by Garth. Oh, so good. Oh, my gosh, man. Such <laughs> it's a so, good one. It's so good. Um, I don't think when it came out, I was probably 11 or 12. I probably had no clue what he was exactly <laughs> singing about <laughs> and it's kind yeah. of a i mean it's kind of a fairy tale kind of song <laughs> i mean it's not yeah. um but my god like just the 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 sexuality the steaminess of it the just the way that he sings it the way that they describe the cornfields and what the ladies wearing and i don't i mean this song comes on and it kills me every single time it's always been my favorite garth song i love it live I love it on record. 
Mm-hmm. He plays it at every show, so I've seen it. I've seen him do it a bunch. Yeah. And the other four songs on, or the other four songs on the list, I could change out with other stuff. But for whatever reason, you know, everybody just has their reasons. This has always <laughs> been my favorite Garth song. Like, I just so love good. It. Yeah, I just love it. So I good. And I know we're going to get into like our honorable mentions and deep cut, but I want to throw this out there because I actually put something up in our Facebook group just a little bit ago before we started recording and uh, asked, you know, what everybody's favorite Garth Brooks songs were. And I just want to run through some of the, the top picks from the people in our Facebook group. And if you guys aren't in our Facebook group, uh, go check that out. Just search Bro Country Podcast. We've got a good community of folks in there. Uh, but we've got uh, David Evans has got Friends in Low Places at number one through five. <laughs> <laughs> and think about that. Neither, you or I did not have Friends in Low Places in our top five. No. Dave's a Friends in Low Places is, you know, class. Just absolutely all-time classic. Probably his biggest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amanda Kohlhofer, she's got, uh, I won't run through all of them. I'll just say number one. She's got The Beaches of Cheyenne at number one. There you go. Uh, Becky Franks, number one, the, uh, the Thunder Rolls. Uh, Casey Box, my man, he's got the dance at number one. Great minds think go. alike, Casey. That's right. And then uh, we've got uh, Amber Worthen, and uh, she's got the Thunder Rolls at number one. People are loving the Thunder Rolls. Thunder Rolls. I was shocked that uh, we didn't have that on our list, but maybe maybe it might make an honorable mention for one of us. What you know? Speaking of, let's get into it. What, what's your first honorable mention? Well, the first honorable mention that I had, I actually had it in my top five, but then after I wrote everything down, I realized that it was going to have to just barely be out of the top five. It was um, um, Garth's cover of Bob Dylan and Billy Joel's To Make You Feel My Love. Mm. Uh, It's probably my, I mean, Garth doesn't have a ton of like, just like in your face love songs. Like he's got a, he's got a bunch of songs that are, about love or could be about love but he doesn't have a lot of just like straight down the middle love songs yeah and i this i mean this this is a this is a cover that he did for the hope float soundtrack it's it was his last number one at radio before he came back with more than a memory and it's just he kills the vocal on this and i've I've Mm -hmm. just always loved this song that's a good one Uh, my my uh in no order specifically here. I've got uh, the Shameless cover uh, as an honorable mention. Awesome song. Uh, Billy awesome, Joel cover. Awesome song. Love that yeah. song. I had it in my top five, but then I took it out because I was like, I don't want to have any covers. But that, that is probably a top three Garth uh, song for me. Yep. Um, I'll just throw my other two out there. I've got uh, She's Every Woman. Oh, that's awesome. Amazing yeah. song. And yep. I've got The Thunder Rolls as another honorable mention. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is a great song. I mean, I I love Thunder Rolls, but it maybe just cause of how dark it was and the you know the content of it and stuff like yeah maybe I just can't re- I can't relate to it or I can't get pumped up by it either sure. one but I mean it's a amazing song amazing music video it's great live um, well and it's one so at, see at the live, live shows live. it's one where he'll kind of stop everything and be like. If, if you traveled all this way just to hear this one song, I hope it's everything that you ever dreamed of. And yeah. he, he goes into it because it's like, you know, people want to see that live and uh, he knows it. So, but yeah. Uh, what what yeah, were absolutely. your other uh, honorable mentions? Uh, let's, the other, well, um, let's see. Probably, I can't even remember now, but uh, I got divorced nine or ten years ago now, I think. And the song that got me through that the most 
and this was kind of a hidden gem on for for me before I got divorced, but it it's a go to for me since then is uh, learning to live again. Ooh, good one. I love 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 that song. It kept, for whatever reason, learning to live again and what she's doing now kind of like go together for me for some reason. Like when yeah. I think of one of them, I think of I think of the other one. Um, what she's doing now is so good. Yeah, it's so so good. And then the other one that I had written down, which neither one, no one has mentioned yet. Of course, there's still a bunch of big hits that he's had that we haven't mentioned. Um, is uh, the river because the river? It's yes. so just like inspirational, and the whole place lights up. Like it's it's the song at the Garth show that everybody's cell phone comes out. Yeah. Everybody sings along. Like it's, um, and that's just you know that those kind of moments in concerts where everybody is just there together that's 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 just such an awesome moment so mm-hmm. um, i agree so, with you yeah, man the, the those were the three honorable mentions and you know like you said i mean shoot we could we could come up with 10 more 10 more songs i mean it's it's easily crazy. i mean absolutely crazy it's absolutely there's nobody else that <laughs> that we would have this hard of a time coming up with our with our five <laughs> favorite songs than, no way no way Garth, Garth i mean like I, I was literally like the wife and boy and I ran around for a little bit before I got to record with you tonight. And I was, we, we parked in the driveway at the house and I had my notes out on my phone, just rearranging my list before we start recording because I still was so indecisive on, you know, my top five, but yeah. It, well, yeah. It, I mean, think, hard. think about, think about the fact that we, um, neither one of us had friends in low places and yeah. neither one of us had unanswered prayers. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, think think about that. Like, I mean, I, those I could are... put friends in low places, and I, I might get some heat for this, but I, I love that song and live. It is so much fun, but I just feel like it's so overplayed, and everybody loves it. And I'm yeah, and, no, I mean that's and I, and I do love it too. Don't get me wrong, I love it too. But it's like, I'm like friends in low places again. You know, when you're out drinking oh, a beer yeah. with your buddy at the bar and it comes on everybody's going crazy and then like 10 minutes later <laughs> someone plays it again and plays it again and plays it again yeah <laughs> and that's been going on since uh 1990 <laughs> yeah yeah it's a timeless fun like great song i, I do love it but it's like it, it didn't make it, it it actually wasn't even a thought for my top five believe it or not <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I mean, it's good though. It, I don't it, hate it. I love the song. I'll listen to it, but I just don't want to. I just feel like it's been burnt out for it's me. It's weird because like, if somebody like I'm sure down the road we're probably gonna do you know we're gonna do our favorite '90 songs, favorite '2000 songs. We'll probably do our favorite just cut you know uh, honky tonk songs that kind of stuff. And friends in low places will make some of those lists. Oh yeah, but for whatever reason, it's just not one of my favorite like. What a Garth songs, you know, because he's exactly. just got so many other just awesome songs. But still, yep. like you said, still, an, still an amazing song. Mm-hmm. Um, one of maybe you know, very possibly the the most heard and and yeah. biggest country song of the last thirty years. Yeah, anybody like people that aren't even country fans like Garth, but people that aren't even country fans love Friends in Low Places. Like yeah, everybody absolutely. loves that song. It doesn't doesn't matter who you are. Like if it comes on, you're you're hyped up. You're having fun. Like it's a good song. But uh, I, I did have one deep cut I wanted to throw out. Oh, which what do you uh, got? It's a dark one. Uh, it's I don't have to wonder. Oh, I don't know if I know that one. It's from uh, Sevens. It's uh, it's about a guy who is basically outside of a church when his like ex lady is getting married and. 
Um, he's talking about like how he has to wonder, or, like he's wondering what she looks like in her dress with the flowers in her hair. And then she busts out of the church, and he's like, I don't have to wonder anymore because he sees her happy. So he drives. And this is kind of dark. This is probably like one of the darkest songs that Garth has ever, uh, you know, been a part of. But he's just this depressed guy, and he uh, drives to a bridge, throws his or throws her ring off the bridge, and it sinks. And then um, he says along like a, a line along the lines of, um, "I see the angels uh, as I go under. I don't have to wonder anymore," or something like that. Um, so basically, mm. a very dark song, um, very sad, um, but. It's just a deep cut that isn't really talked about much. Like, I don't really ever hear anybody talk about it. And maybe it is because it's so sad, but um, it's good. I'm going to have to... Storytelling. I'm going to have to find that one. Um, I mean, Sevens is probably the... I mean, it's kind of a, a hidden gem, just the, mm-hmm. whole, the whole album. It was, I mean, you know, it's got Long Neck Bow and Two Pini Coladas and... I mean, it's got a couple of big hits on it, but it's it you know it's not the early Garth pandemonium stuff. So there's right. you know I don't, I'm looking at the track list and I probably don't know half these songs from Seven. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to jump. I'm gonna have to jump in jump into Sevens a little bit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You got a, you got a deep cut you want to throw out? I do, man. It's um it's from uh, Fresh Horses, which is like I said, it's probably my favorite Garth album start to finish. It's the lead track. It's called The Old Stuff. You mm-hmm. know that one? Uh, now off the top of my head, man, I, I yeah. have to revisit it. Um, I mean, it's it's funny because it is um, it's a song just talking about it's kind of Garth singing about Garth um, huh. as the star that he currently is singing about what it was like whenever they were a band before they got super famous. So he's okay. you know, he's he's talking about and singing about you know. The whole crew driving around in the van, and you know, staying sleeping in the van all night, and you know, not having any money. And but whenever I was when it first came out, he talks about some venues that he that they played when they first hit big, and he mentions Camden Park, which is our amusement park in Huntington, West Virginia. Wow! And the I mean, there like if you go to Camden Park, which is about forty five minutes away from us, that the like. They used to have like an outdoor amphitheater, and in the summer they would have concerts. And they had Elvis and Dolly Parton and Stevie Wonder, and Garth played Camden Park in '88 or '89, I think, when he when he first came out. And I remember as a kid, you know, back back then, like it was hard to get the lyrics because there was no internet, there was no nothing. And uh, I was like, did he just say Camden Park? <laughs> and I asked my cousin, I was asking, like, I was asking everybody that I could. And somehow I finally tracked down, yeah, he's talking about our amusement park. He played there right as they were getting big. So Jeez. that's it, it, that's always been my favorite Garth, like, super deep cut is the that's old That's pretty stuff. cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Man. It hits home literally to you guys. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. Cool, man. Absolutely. Well, yeah. That's 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 our uh, Garth Brooks wrap up for tonight, guys. Uh, you got anything else, Chris? You want to throw out, man? Uh, well, I mean, I've got this whole page of notes. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, we could sit there and talk about what you know. Why is why is Garth? You know, what what made Garth Garth? But at the end of the day, it's 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 the voice. It's his personality and charisma. But it's the but it's the songs that makes yeah. Garth. I mean, listen yeah. listen to this, Joey. I mean, there's there's a there's kind of an always been a thing in country music that if you can end your first album big and start your second album big, 
you're really going to take off into like superstar. So the last single from his debut was The Dance. The lead single from the second CD is Friends in Low Places. So back to back, he had The Dance and Friends in Low Places. Jeez, I mean, iconic songs. Yeah, just that's crazy, man. That's absolutely crazy. Like, not even just iconic Garth songs, just like iconic songs, period. Yeah, back to back. Absolutely. Yeah, back to back. What Impressive. a what a career Garth has had. Yeah, still going strong too. Yeah, and we're gonna. I mean, we'll, check out we'll that new the, album drop. Yeah, we're gonna check 20th. out the new album. We, I mean, I can't wait. Anytime Garth drops new stuff, we're gonna we're gonna be there for it. Oh yeah, always. And I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of his newer stuff, but there's there's some hidden gems on those newer albums. Absolutely, man. Always, it's Garth. <laughs> it's right. Garth Brooks. There's always gonna be something good. That's right. But uh, yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode, guys. Uh, unless you got anything else, my man. Nope, we're good. All right, guys. Well, that was episode six of the Bro Country Podcast. We totally appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, go check us out on social media. Just search Bro Country Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, at Bro Country Podcast, Twitter, at Bro Country Pod. Until next time, keep it country and take care of each other.